and uh, we always enjoy having visitors to the house of God. We hope that you'll make it a, uh, a habit uh, to be here and to be a part of what God's doing here around the church. Deuteronomy chapter number 21, a couple of Sundays ago, Neil had mentioned to me about how that God uses the younger. And uh, so me and him stood there in the hallway and talked about it a minute. And then uh, back by work, and we got to talk about it again a little bit. When he left, I really got it on my mind. And uh, I just, I couldn't think about anything else. And so you got to think, well, the Lord maybe want me to preach on that. And I started studying it. My goodness, I got in on some stuff. Today's message, all right, is one of those messages that if you don't listen at the first, you're going to get in on it in about 10 minutes and you're going, what? You're going to be going, what is he talking about? I don't even understand what he's talking about. You've got to give me your attention this morning. But if you'll give me your attention, put your thinking cap on, I'll show you what God showed me out of it this week, and I think it'll help you today. Matter of fact, I know it will because it helped me. And uh, so I believe it'll help you. Now listen to me just a minute, okay? Listen to me. This may not be the longest message you've ever heard, but I'm telling you, God gave me this. Uh, out of his book. I didn't read it out of no book. I didn't listen. Now, ain't nothing wrong with that. Sometimes I get great ideas out of reading them out of books and listen to them on podcasts and listen to preaching. But I'm telling you, Brother Neil left last Tuesday and God just dropped this in my lap right there in my office. And it's like, whoa, it may just be for me. I may get done this morning. Y'all be like, that wasn't really all that great. But I walked around Tuesday at school going, I just couldn't believe what God showed me. So uh, Deuteronomy, that's where we're going to start. Deuteronomy 21, I want to read verses 15 through 17. This lays out the law of firstborn. Look what he said, Deuteronomy 21, verse 15. Thus shalt thou do... All the cities, what, I'm sorry, I'm in verse, I'm in chapter 20. I'm, I'm too excited. If any man have two wives, one beloved and another hated, and they be, they have borne him children, both the beloved and the hated. And if the firstborn son be hers that was hated, then it shall be when he maketh his sons to inherit that which he hath, that he may not make the son of the beloved firstborn before the son of the hated, which is indeed the firstborn. But he shall acknowledge the son of the hated for the firstborn by giving him a double portion of all that he hath, for he is the beginning of his strength. The right of the firstborn is his. Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, That you would help us to communicate what you've put in our heart, Lord, to your people today. I pray, God, that you'd speak to the lost through this message. If they don't know you, today sure would be a great day. And I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to them. I pray today that you'd encourage the saved. Lord, bless and help them. 
Do that now as only you can, and we'll thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Now, in the Word of God, if you were the first male child born into a family, you received a special consideration. That is, it was known as the law of the firstborn. And as I read to you here this morning out of the book of Deuteronomy, if you were the firstborn son, when it came inheritance time, you got a double portion from everybody else. And so when it came time for your parents to die, you got more than everybody. But it wasn't just a financial blessing when we think about the reward of the firstborn. It wasn't just a financial blessing, but also in, uh, entrenched in all that way of thinking was that if you were the firstborn son, you received the father's honor. Uh, it was through your name that the family heritage would be carried on. In the absence of the father, you were in charge uh, uh, if you were the firstborn son. And as a matter of fact, and maybe the biggest thing that had to do with the firstborn son was the messianic line was to be carried on by the firstborn. And so the future hope of all mankind uh, was invested in the firstborn son. Uh, and so it was such a big deal that God put it in his Bible as a law. Uh, and you'll find it again mentioned in the book of Exodus, uh, how that the firstborn receives a double portion. Uh, it's a major law. And Jews uh, really put a lot of stock in the firstborn son. I, that firstborn son received the preeminence of everybody in the household. I, he was the leader. I, he was number one. He was the firstborn son. That's the reward of the firstborn. But me and Neil got to talking about it this last week at all of the times in the Word of God where the, that is reversed. God takes that and turns it on its head. The reversing of the firstborn. And so we'll find time and time again where in the Bible God blesses the younger son instead of the older son. Now that's interesting. Uh, we think about, let me just throw out a few of the times for you. In the story of Abel and Cain, uh, God received uh, the younger son's offering but not the older son. And you think about in the story of Jacob and Esau. That's maybe the most famous. Jacob, of course, uh, was the younger, but he received the blessing instead of his older brother Esau, and that was the will of God from the very beginning because God said, in thy, wombs are two, in thy womb is two nations. Uh, and uh, he said, the older is going to serve the younger. Uh, and so it was the will of God. Ishmael was born first, and yet Isaac got the blessing. Joseph was the youngest, and yet he got the blessing. You think about the story of Manasseh and Ephraim. Now that when Jacob came to bless them, he crossed his hands and gave the blessing to the younger son. Think of David, how that David was the youngest son of all his brethren, and yet he received the blessing. And so I don't think it's an accident. God is trying to show us something. For some reason, uh, the younger son, God upends his own law. Uh, and if I, don't, I can't think of another law in the Bible uh, that God does that with. Uh, I can't think 
think of another instance where God upends a law that he's put in place. And so if he does it that many times, it must be something important. Must be something important for him to do it that many times. So what is it? What is it? That was the question that was on my mind Tuesday afternoon. I said, Lord, you put it in your word that it's a law that the older son gets the double portion. And yet again and again, you do it the other way. Isn't that interesting? Why? Well, I believe God showed me. And he used his Bible. I don't want you all to think God speak me in no audible voice. I wasn't walking around Michael Elementary and God go, Bradley, this is God. No, here's how God speaks to you. He says, Bradley, this is God. Amen. I'll show you something in the Word of God that I believe. I'm serious. In 10 minutes, I'm going to be done unless we go running and shouting, which I may do. Watch this. There's the redemption concerning the firstborn. Now, let me show you something, what the Bible says in Exodus chapter number 13, verse 11. I want to give Rachel just a minute to get it up here because I want to, I want to look at it with you. Watch this right here, Billy. It's a blessing. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites as he swear unto thee to the Father shall give it thee, verse 12, that thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that open the matrix and every firstling that cometh of a breast or of a beast which thou hast, the males shall be the Lord. Look at verse 13. And every firstling of an ass that thou shalt redeem with a lamb. And if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. And thy first, the firstborn of man among the children shalt thou redeem. Let me show you what he's saying right there. He's saying when you have a lamb or you have a, an ass and it brings forth its first male born, you've got Two decisions. You can either break its neck and offer it as a sacrifice to God, or you can bring a lamb and offer it in its place, but something's got to die. Now, stay with me. This is the most important part of the whole thing. Something's got to die when that firstborn... That's how that firstborn male earns his birthright is by dying. Good night. Now, watch this. And he says right here, it's the same with man. The firstborn of man among the children thou shalt redeem. So when you had a baby boy, here's the options you had. You could either break his neck and, and, and offer it, which nobody was going to do that, right? God gave a way out of that. He said in its place, you can offer a lamb, break that lamb's neck, put that lamb on the altar, and offer it in your firstborn son's stead. But here's the thing. There was a redemption price that had to be paid by the firstborn son. <laughs> I know where I'm going. I can't hardly wait. There was a redemption price that had to be paid by the firstborn. I said there was a redemption price, that, and that's how he earned his birthright. Because typically, in type, Brother Neil, that firstborn was dead. Are y'all hearing me? In type, he was dead. 
because that lamb was offered to redeem. Y'all coming, y'all coming along? Y'all, y'all still on the train? Now watch this, watch this. So there's the redemption of the firstborn. But right here is really where I wanted to get to deal with, and that is the revealing of the firstborn. Look with me in Romans chapter number 8, verse number 29. Romans 8 and 29. Look what the Bible said. The Bible said, uh, I'm in the wrong spot. Yeah, I'm, I, that's right. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Look at this phrase. That he, speaking of Christ, might be the firstborn among many brethren. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. So here's the thought. Jesus was the firstborn. God had one begotten son. And Jesus was the firstborn. Now I showed you there how that the firstborn had to pay a redemption price. Now the firstborn son had to offer, a re- he earned his double portion of a birthright by paying redemption's price. Well, the Bible said in 1 Peter 2 and 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead in sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. John 13, 31 says, Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. Can I say to you that God's only begotten son, that blessed firstborn, marched up Calvary's hill, bled and died for our sins. Hey, for our justification he was raised. Hey, listen, and glorified and earned his birthright and paid redemption's price. But do you all remember? (laughs) Do you all remember how I said that so many times God reversed it. Well, this ought to bless your heart. Guess who the second son is? <laughs> you see, God's trying to show us a little something in the Old Testament about the New Testament. I think about Jacob looking at Manasseh and Ephraim and he took them hands and swapped it and blessed that younger. Let me put it to you this way. The Lord Jesus, the firstborn, the older son, he paid redemption's price. He earned the birthright. He earned the double portion. But God has looked at him in the church and he swapped his hands and he's blessed us, the secondborn. He's blessed us, the younger brethren. He has given us the blessings that Christ earned on our behalf I say glory to God I'm glad for his blessing on the younger brother Woo! watch this Galatians 3 and 13 I'm going to let Rachel get it up there because I want us to look at it together I'm right now done Galatians 3 and 13 look what the Bible said 
Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. That means he paid redemption's price. <laughs> that firstborn paid redemption's price. But watch what happens. Being made a curse uh, for who? <laughs> for us for it's written cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree you see that's God swapping the hands I deserve to hang on the tree I deserve to have to pay the price I deserve to die and go to hell but you see God through Christ swapped them blessing hands and now I'm a part of that second thank God that second that second son and now hallelujah I'm getting the blessings that Christ earned on my behalf. Woo! Thank the Lord. I am glad this morning to have. So God has blessed us, the younger brother. Now, come all that way. Give this right here. Let me do three things. I'm out of, I'm out of time. Give three things. Number one, there's the honor of the son. Remember, I laid these out for you already. That firstborn son carried on the honor of the family. But God done swapped him hands. And he's invested in you and me the glory of the son. The book of Ephesians says, in whom be glory in the church. (laughs) Well, glory to God. He's invested in the church his glory and his honor. I thought about how that there is the, the heritage of the son. You remember how I told you that that older son carried on the family name. <laughs> and now God has chosen through his bride to carry on the family name through a bunch of Gentile dogs like me and you. And we all who are named the name of Christ, that is Christians, uh, we name the name of Christ. We're carrying on the family name. Hallelujah. I've been studying a little this week on Daniel Boone. I'm interested in Daniel Boone because he's in the family. Uh, and I was thinking about carrying on my family name. I, but did you know I've got an ancestry that's better than Daniel Boone? I, I got saved by the grace of God and put in the church of the living God. And now I carry the name of Christ. And I carry his name on in a sin-darkened world. And boy, there ain't nothing like ain't nothing like it. Hey, I've got the honor of carrying on the family name. There's the heritage. And then there's the the honor. But then there was that hope. I'll say it's the airship. You know what I am? I'm an heir and joint heir. (laughs) I got grafted in. I got adopted in. I got born in. I'm getting married in. And now I'm an heir and a joint heir with the one who has the double portion of all of heaven. Y'all calm down now. Y'all calm down. We just going to skip hell, that's all. Not only are we skipping hell, y'all stay real calm. We're going to heaven. Don't get excited. Nothing to be excited about, but we're going to get a double portion. Hey, and I'm talking about a double portion of a place where they paved the streets of gold. Y'all stay right calm now. 
Whatever you do, don't smile. Don't run your hand up in there. Ain't nothing to be excited about. We just don't have to spend an eternity in hell. We hey, but not only that, we're going to get a double portion of a place that the gates are made of pearl and the walls are made of jasper. I'd say it's a pretty good deal today. I'm telling you, thank God. I'm glad I got to be a part of the second side. God done swapped them hands. <laughs> and I got the blessing that Christ earned. That's something. Ain't it great to be saved? Mm, it is great to be saved. I got in on all them blessings that Christ earned on my body. I was preaching Wednesday night on the altar, worshiping at the altar. Some of you this morning ought to get saved in this altar. Because ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like being saved. That's the greatest thing ever happened to me. I mean, far enough. I'm happily married, got a great home, and and all that stuff, but none of that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Best thing that ever happened to me, I didn't even know I was getting in on. I didn't. All I knew is I didn't want to die and go to hell. And I just got up out of my pew that Sunday morning and said, well, I ain't going to hell if I can help it. And but, but I got in on something that I didn't even have a clue on what all I was getting in on, but I'm starting to see a little bit of it right now, and it is fantastic. Absolutely Fabulous. Hallelujah. Now, watch this. I got, so some of y'all to get in this altar today and get saved. Some of y'all to get in this altar this morning. Some of y'all to get in this altar this morning just worship the Lord. Just worship the Lord. You know why? Because you're the second son. God done crossed them hands. God done put his blessing on your life. Jesus done paid the price. You don't have to die and go to hell. And now you're a part of the double portion. Now you've been blessed with a double portion. How many of y'all are glad to live in a family that's given you a double portion of what belongs to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Hallelujah. It's great to have a double portion. Justice, you come this morning. We're going to stand our feet, Father. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this thought and allowing us to deal with it. The Spirit of God and the touch of God on the service today. Lord, thank you for swapping them hands and blessing the younger son. Lord, we know our older brother, Jesus, paid the price. But, Lord, we've got to enjoy all of the benefits. Lord, we couldn't thank you or praise you enough. We couldn't honor you or glorify you enough. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you'd help us somehow to bring you honor and glory. Because you're worthy, Lord. Oh, you're worthy. Saving my old undying soul. God, I was fit for hell. But Lord, you saved me and washed me by your blood. Thank you, Jesus. I pray, God, that you do a work. Lord, and I'm his. We'll thank you for all you do in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. All